It's lights out, and away we go. Welcome to an American's Guide to Formula One. Now let's start the show. Let's start the show indeed, and thank you again for joining me on another episode of An American's Guide to Formula One. Uh, start off by saying I'm sorry for not putting out an episode for a while. I uh, took a trip to New York, and then we had the triple header, and I just thought uh, since I missed one that I'm just going to do a three-race recap for these really tight, close-together uh, races. It was actually the first triple header where we had uh, three races in in uh, three consecutive weeks. It's the first time that's ever happened in Formula One. So we're witnessing history in this season over and over and over again. So, um, yeah, let's get started here. Uh, we're going to start off with the French Grand Prix, um, what everybody thought was going to be a really straightforward back to traditional circuit tracks, um, and we were given not anything close to that. Well, close in the um, in the sense of, like, who was um, – who who were the big players and everything, and it wasn't like a big shakeup, but it was less than um, than textbook. Um, so let's get into it here. Um, Max qualified uh, pole and uh, started on pole and and led the race all the way to turn one, where he um, had a bit of a moment. And when we were originally watching it, it looked like he just outbraked himself and blew the turn. But what had happened on, on inspection was that he had a little bit of a slide. The rear stepped out a little bit, and he had to course correct the turn, which made him miss the turn and gave the lead to Hamilton. Um, it was all uh, – and then it was pretty straightforward for a while after that until about a lap 11. We're starting to see some of the tires fail um, when Alan Alonso gets passed by Ricardo and Norris um, – within a matter of, I think it was like three turns. It was pretty crazy. Um, and he starts to say that he's already seeing the tires start to struggle and it, that it might be a different strategy. He said it might looks like plan B, which everybody would guess that that's a two-stop strategy. So we see this potential where everybody thinks it's going to be a one-stop strategy is the way to win. But um, some people are saying... Uh, tires are not lasting near as long as they thought and then we're people were struggling on compounds that we didn't think we should struggle on and so um they're switching to two strap strategy um we also get an un a taste on lap 18 of just how powerful the undercut is going to be at this track they thought it was going to be powerful but they really or like effective but they really didn't understand to the extent until on about lap 19, lap 20, that uh, or 18, Ricardo pits and gets Gasly and signs in one go. And they're like, okay, this is going to be powerful. Um, and again, to, to describe what an undercut is, it's a strategy of pitting where you think that the advantage of going on to a new tire then would give you extra pace to come out you're, you're in second place, you say, I'm going to pit, I'm going to get fresh rubber on my car, which I'm going to be grippier, I'm going to go around the, the circuit faster, um, and then I'll be able to overtake the person that's in front of me, either by I'm so much faster on my outlap that when they pit to cover my, my pit, 
Um, because if they don't pit and stay on old tires, I'll for sure be faster than them and I'll just pass them on track. So they pit to over to cover my overtake. And if that one lap that I'm out there while they're pitting, I'm that much faster that I'll come around and pass them while they're still in the pits. Or like I just said, they'll just pass them outright on track um, by the pace of just having fresh tires versus somebody who has worn tires. Um, so that's what um, Ricardo does to both Gasly and Signs, and then on lap 19, um, Hamil- um, Max undercuts Hamilton. It is successful. I think he he had like he gained four sec four tenths of a second in the last sector alone, if I remember correctly. Um, and then he just passes him. It was really tight, but he 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 passed them. Um, they don't decide to do that the same strategy which is really smart on Red Bulls, um, they split the strategy and they say, okay, we're going to undercut with Max and we're going to lead check about long and hopefully we'll just have a bunch more pace toward the end of the end of the race. Um, and Valtteri says, this is, he had said multiple times, on, multiple times on the radio that he thinks it's a two-stop strategy, but Mercedes in their infinite wisdom knows better than the drivers and everybody else and all of the other teams that are switching their strategies around. Uh, and they say, no, we're, we're on our strategy. Um, and then on lap 32 of 53, from the lead, they pit max. And they, they're seeing that this is there's no way they're not going to have the pace at the end of the race or they're, they're trying it. They're following what they've seen, like I said, the other team's doing. And so they pit Max from the lead. Um, Mercedes takes control. And that's when the race gets really exciting um, because it's just Max. At one point, it was two seconds a lap or something like that. It was, a, it was a, I don't think that's right, but it's, it was a lot. And uh, he just was hunting them down. Um, and on lap 42, um, he passes Botas. Um, Botas is really trying to do everything he can, outbreaks himself. Um, but he was on laps, he was on tires that he had since lap 17, lap 42 is when he gets passed. Um, and he had called for a two stop strategy multiple times, and in frustration on the radio, he said, like, Why does no one fucking listen to me? Um, I said it was going to be a two-stopper fucking hell. And this is an uncharacteristic response from an otherwise very cool driver. But, I mean, how frustrating must you be when you're seeing the signs of this um, and, you, and you're saying, hey, guys, it's not what we thought. This is going to be a two-stop. Split the strategy. I'm trying to win. I'm trying to – I'm driving for my seat here. Like, give me at least a fighting chance. And they – Ignore your suggestions, and then you're sitting. You're just a sitting duck. I mean, there was no matter I- even if even if um, Botas didn't outbreak him on that turn and lose the position there, he was inevitably going to lose the position. And that's what I think. Uh, that's got to be such a frustrating feeling when you're a driver and you're saying, "Hey, listen, this isn't a strategy. Please do this." And they're like, "No, we know it's best. Just listen to us." And then you're sitting. You're just a sitting duck, and you're just watching. Um, the guy just come up on you and pass you and overtake you. And then eventually it'll happen. Uh, it, and then Checo passes him on lap 49. So it was 
you know, 42 to 49. So in seven laps, you get passed by, and now you're, n- now you're off the podium too, and you're losing points. And the guy who just passed you, oh, is ahead of you in the championship. Great. Thanks, team. I mean, I understand his frustration. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, um, 49, Checo passes him as well. And then it was the hunt for first. Max was just gaining, gaining. Lewis was able to eke out a little bit more um, pace from his tires than Botas, but Hamilton's always been a master at tire um, preservation, even when he's pushing. Um, and Max actually finally gets him uh, to win the French Grand Prix on lap 52. Oh, 53. It was, like I said, not the race that we were expecting, um, but it was awesome. And it was another step forward for Max and for Red Bull um, in the both the constructors in the World Championship. It was also the first time that Red Bull has won three races in a row in the hybrid era. So it was a, it was a, an, another loud warning thunder drum. Uh, that maybe we're we're witnessing a, a changing of the guards, as we'll say. Um, leaving uh, that win, leaving the championship race, um, Max had a hundred and uh, one hundred and thirty-one to one hundred eleven. I think is what it was. Um, I didn't write it. it. My notes are wrong, but I know I have an update. We'll get to it later. Just hang on. Um, okay, and then that took us to the Syri- uh, Styrian Grand Prix, um, which is in Austria. It's at the Red Bull Ring, uh, the home of Red Bull. So they're coming off of their third win in a row at home, and what do you know? They look really, really fast. <laughs> um, and Max is on pole position, and Botas, but Botas is right there in uh, third. Um, Hamilton, uh, or in second and Hamilton in third, and then Norris, um, uh, gets on in the fourth place, uh, ahead of Perez. He splits that, uh, at least he's shaking it up, doing his thing, just having a, a hell of a year. Uh, interesting, uh, Russell misses out of Q3 by eight one thousandths of a second, not tenths, not hundredths. But again, missing out of Q3 by eight one-thousandths. One-thousandths of a second. But did out-qualify Sainz in Ferrari, Ricardo in the other McLaren, and Vettel in um, the Aston Martin in a Williams. He did this in a Williams, the car that has had the bare minimum amount of a development between last year and this year is continually in the bottom runners. Everybody knows it's a slower car, and he is just putting it where it doesn't belong, earning him, and he has a 100% out-qualifying record over his teammate, Mr. Saturday, keeping his name. But, man, it's just it was such a heartbreaker to watch him miss out by that much. Um, in the race, we had a, an eventful start. Gasly gets pinched and... Um, uh, gets a puncture and then gets battered around and several other cars just unable to get out of the way in that in one of those uh, notorious lap one incidents um, and forced to retire, which was uh, a real bummer because Gasly's been on such a tear. Um, qualifying, he qualified sixth again, um, 
just just having another year, and it was such a bummer to not see him mixing it up in that middle field uh, fight, um, in a in a track where there's vi- you know the 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 tight it's a tightest of bunch bunched up track like the the there's not a lot I think it's something like oh, I wish I would have wrote this down like nine it's like most of the track is flat out like it's it's a all it's a it's a really good opportunity for midfield teams to make up positions because there's incidences like the one he was involved in unfortunately but and then the field is already really close together really processional um lots of battling so it was a bummer to see Gasly miss out and be on such a and be on such a tear be be doing so well so consistently and sometimes it all it takes is one incident like that to blow that that mental um stamina and that 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 rush that um and it can just be the start of a downfall and we've seen that happen time and time again with other drivers so everybody was like uh-oh can but this will be a good test will gasly come back after this um so yeah yeah where was i in my notes okay so they have a safety car for that um and then um nothing really restarts the race nothing really happens perez um on lap 27 he pits uh then there's trouble with the rear left and um his pit stop is an astonishingly slow um four point where did i write it down here 4.8 seconds to change all four tires so slow <laughs> i know it sounds absurd but when per, uh, red bull is the the king of pit stops and they're they have they've had multiple pit stops under two seconds and so 4.8 seconds even uh, uh even for them for any team is a long pit stop and Botots pits right after him, and his pit stops only two point six seconds, so he overtakes Perez. Um, and meanwhile, and then that was uh, Russell retires uh, after the race. He he had a had some bad trouble with a hydraulic issue on his car, where they had to try and keep they they pitted and had a long pit stop try and refill it and then it was just a several laps later it was running out again and so they had to retire the car um uh other than that i mean really max just runs away with the 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 race um with everybody squabbling in the behind him he just has free clean air and just just sets off uh wins with over 30 seconds to um over hamilton Hamilton also pitted um, on lap 70 to, for fresh tires to go for fastest lap to get that extra championship point. He does get it. The race got a little bit exciting toward the last, um, toward the end with Perez um, chasing down Botas. Um, he at one point was 19 seconds and he whittled it down to um, just, just under a second, half a second uh, on that last lap. But but battles for podium places are as exciting as that was is when you already have, it's like, you know, just, um, it's just extra goodness, but you've kind of checked out a little bit after you're the leader of the race is, um, you know, winning by over 30 seconds. So that was, uh, that was the, the most exciting race, but, um, and then it set us up for the Austrian Grand Prix, which is at the exact same track a week later. And so we were like, oh, okay. Well, we know what to expect here. 
Um, and we could not have been more wrong. <laughs> um, they did have um, a, a softer set of tires. So it was one step softer than the tires that um, were on offer for the steering Grand Prix, which I guess just made the difference because Mr. Saturday missing out by, what was it, eight one thousandths of a second last the weekend before from making into Q3, makes it into Q3 for the first time with a, but, and he makes it in by six one thousandths of a second. So, and, and it's always, he's missing out by thousandths of a second. It was so refreshing that he made it in by thousandths of a second um, and actually qualified ninth. He got a Williams in, in ninth. Uh, out qualifies both of the Ferraris on pace. It was really awesome and we were like this is amazing and then we see that the development that norris norris is going the only other driver besides max to get uh in into the 103s um around the around the track and it just comes down to the wire where uh max blows his final run uh um his final hot lap and um norris has a chance for pole and he misses pole by four one hundredths of a second. It was one. It came down to one turn, basically, that he just missed it by a, just the the smallest of margins. Because I mean, well, not as small as as Russell's, but still, four one hundredths of a second off pole position, off his first pole position. It was super exciting, but still, nonetheless, shaking up that front row, and we don't have a Mercedes, Mercedes, or a Mercedes Red Bull but we have a Mercedes or a Red Bull McLaren and man, was that just amazing to see. I remember going just like, Oh my God, this is so awesome. I can't wait for the race tomorrow. I want to see this. This is going to be great. Um, and, uh, the other big news from, uh, qualifying was, uh, before I forget Alonzo was on a flying lap and Vettel held him up. And he forced him to not make it into Q3. It was pretty pretty egregious, too. Vettel called it out. He said he was sorry, went by and waved. But it was still, it was bad. And, and led us out of uh, of seeing Alonzo in the top 10. So um, during the race, um, Ocon gets hit, um, kind of pinched and sandwiched and gets clipped by Giovinazzi, causing a, um, a broken suspension. It was really, really crazy that it broke, but... Uh, which triggered a safety car, um, and then under the restart on lap four, Perez is really anxious to get around uh, Norris, uh, tries going around the outside of turn four, um, and gets pushed wide, or goes wide, naturally, um, and it pushes Perez off the track and into the gravel, taking him from third down to tenth, um, and on uh, and Norris, they end up giving Norris a five-second grid stop uh, penalty for uh, for pushing Perez, for causing a driver to leave the track, forcing a driver to leave the track. They give him a five-second penalty. So lap 31, Norris pits, serves his penalty, and gets passed. Um, Botas, uh, they're, they're like, do whatever Norris does. If he pits, you pit. If he stays out, you stay out. So when Botas pits behind him, he passes him in the pit lane because he's. They have to 
uh, when you're served a, ti- a five second penalty during a race, um, it's a, if it's a time penalty like that, um, you have to serve it on your next pit stop. So you come in, you pit, um, the mechanics, the pit crew can't do anything for the time, the five seconds or 10 seconds or however long the, the your penalty is awarded for. Um, they can't do anything to the car. They have to sit stationary for that time, and then they can do your pit stop. So it took, you know, it takes a two-second pit stop to a, a seven-second or eight-second pit stop. So it's just so easy. It's just a free free pass basically for Botas. Botas leaves, um, takes the takes gets on the podium there, um, uh, and then. This this penalty thing, whether you know it, it shoots him kind of in the foot because on lap forty one, Leclerc's trying to pass Perez, the same person Perez is down battling out with in ninth tenth, you know, with Leclerc because of that incident, but um, similar situation, Leclerc tries to pass. It's actually the exact same situation. Leclerc tries to pass Perez on the outside of turn four, and this time there's actually contact in between the. Perez and Leclerc, and Leclerc goes into the gravel, um, and so Perez gets a five-second penalty the same. Um, I thought that that one was actually deserving of a penalty because there was actual contact. There was no contact in the Norris-Perez incident in the same corner, but they said, well, we gave them a penalty, and this is actually worse, so we have to give the same penalty. So Perez gets a five-second penalty again. Then on lap 47, Leclerc tries again, this time around the fast uh, on the fast le- uh, left-hander of six, and the same sort of thing happens, and Leclerc goes into the gravel again and then gets another five-second penalty. It's like, penalty, penalty, penalty. This, this, uh, this is, I want to have a, I'm going to hopefully try and call my dad here because, um, well, let's finish the race. But it's just the, the, the penalties that were, handed out at this at the Austrian Grand Prix just were egregious in my opinion and there were so many and I want to get into like what the heck um because it it costs it causes the fans to lose a more exciting race I get that they're well we'll get to it anyways um Max is just out of front taken away with the race and it's just really who where that what the podium is going to look like behind Max and we kind of figured that from the last race um and Max was dominant this race, too. So um, it was his first Grand Slam. So he got pole position, fastest lap, led every lap, and won the race. It was it was his race through and through. So we were all just looking at how the podium was going to end up with all these penalties and stuff going on. Um, Hamilton picked up damage by going over one of the bigger curbs um, on lap 48. Um, loses a fair bit of pace from it. We get this. We see this radio. It's like you're uh, to Botas. Uh, you're fair to race Hamilton for position, and then <laughs> Hamilton goes, "I can't. I'm not racing him. What? That's silly. Don't say that." And um, he just lets Botas through because he was serious at a serious pace advantage or disadvantage, um, and uh, so that puts Botas into second. Um, and then on lap 53, Norris passes Ham- Hamilton on turn six um, after almost getting him at four, but thinks better about going out the uh, going around on the outside of the fourth and just sets it up and gets him um, and uh, gets on the podium and back on the podium. But 
he was upset because he thinks that, um, you know, he could have um, been on the podium in second place instead of third place if it just hadn't been for that what he doesn't think is a deserving penalty. And um, like, I, like I hinted at, I don't think it was a deserving penalty. And I, I kind of want to call my dad right now and uh, and see what he thinks about the subject. Um, so let's do that right now. going to call him. Hopefully he answers. We're doing this live. Um, well, I'm recording it, but I'm just calling him. <laughs> Hey, he did answer. All right. So, hey, yeah. Dan, welcome to the well, podcast. I'm to... <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, okay. I'm recording. So, uh, I know we kind of talked about me maybe calling you. I, I know we didn't really iron down the time. Is, can, well, can we talk? You wish. You know, I'm in the middle of helping your mother transfer transfer the cheese. Transfer the cheese. Well, maybe we can. No, not the... yeah, transferring, not cutting. But not transferring cutting. the cheese. Let's be clear, because this is being recorded. We, not cutting the cheese, just transferring the cheese. Well, can we yeah. can we put the transfer on hold and have a little talk about the penalty points, the smattering of penalty points awarded at the Austrian Grand Prix? Boy, I guess. I mean, okay. Well, let's start with with the first one of, and I I have some more that that we didn't really notice, but. Um, let's start with um, the incident between Norris and Perez. Penalty or, or pe- uh, penalty points and a five-second. He got two penalty points on his super license, and he got five seconds. Do you think that was worth it? Do you think that was a fair call? Well, if you want to send a message, we want him to race, but we don't. Yeah. So in you your know, opinion, like, deserving okay. of a penalty or not? Racing, not. not. I don't think just a racing incident, right? Well, yeah. I think. I mean, yeah. N- name a name a Formula One driver that doesn't kind of try and push somebody wide. Name one. Well, I, I there's you can't because well, all they, all they, twenty of them would do the exact same thing. Oh, exactly. And we saw it because Perez did it twice to Leclerc. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and he just got he just was the one throwing his hands up saying, "Oh, I'm in the gravel. It's this is not right." And then he goes on and does yeah. it twice and gets the same. And I think, I think that especially his first one, second one, because I just rewatched it, um, preparing for this, uh, for the podcast. I don't think the second one. I think the second one was very. I mean, that's a fast turn. That's turn six, left hander. That's a really fast turn. Leclerc probably shouldn't even. You don't. Even during the race, Brundle was like, you don't pass there, Sonny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, but uh, the, 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 the second one, or the first one, the second incident was at turn four, the same place. And and yeah. he actually hits Leclerc. They touch. Like, luckily yeah. it was wheel on wheel or else for sure penalty. But, I mean, that's the kind of thing like where I feel like if you're running into, if you can't, you're not in control of the car at that point, or, you know, that's when a penalty and especially license points, um, penalties, those should be reserved for dangerous situations. Yeah. Um, No doubt. And even Norris is quoted saying, if you do something that will put 
people in danger, then I understand penalty points for a driver. And if that adds up, then yeah, you get a race ban. But for little things like this, I just think it's stupid. It's not what Formula One should be. And I say I, I should I should have um in, introduced that another reason why he's saying the race ban is he's he's two points away from a race ban. Uh, uh, and it, it's for all these little things like that where the, they, that are either racing incidents or, or, um, I mean, Hamilton was close to getting one last year for just a series of, of technical infringements. There was not even a person, um, or people in danger or involved in the incident, but he in gets penalty case, points. It wasn't, there wasn't even a car involved. Like, precisely. But yet, yeah. so Hamilton, so he gets one for this, but. Botas didn't get one for spinning his car. He just got a grid spot penalty for spinning his car in a in the pit lane where there's mechanics around. Yeah. You know, it's like if you're going to be severe, be consistent at least. Um, yeah, that, but has it ever been? No. I mean, <laughs> but I think it I think it did luckily it it made it, it made it exciting and and re-exciting again, but it also I remember when they when they dealt out that penalty, being like, he, "This could have taken it. This took him off the penalt off the podium." Podium, yeah. And well, you know, I you know when I said, I, "Did they ever?" Well, they do. There's a lot of times, you know, they make some good decisions, but when they um, do what they did on this last race, I. You know, you really kind of hog by yourself into being real nitpicky, and yeah, then you're going to detract. You're going to detract from the product you're trying to promote. And, well, and or and, or just from good racing. I mean, drivers are smart, and if you're in a world championship yeah. fight, and you're like, I can make a move, or I can hang back and not potentially get a penalty and lose out. I mean, yeah. Perez lost out to this situation. Well, I guess he didn't get the penalty, but I'm saying, you know. But uh, or drivers won't defend when they should. In this case, they're gonna say, "Oh, oh I, yeah. won't, I won't try and block that because I don't want to be shown and uh, pushing someone off the track, or I won't do that." And then we're just gonna see these people being like, "Oh, uh, can I get through? Yes, sir. You may come right on through. Take my podium yeah. away from me," which is just you know, uh, w you know, what did Sana say? If I see a gap and don't take it, I'm not a racing driver, and like, yeah. that's the kind of stuff we want to be seeing, not. People being too afraid to block or too afraid to make a move. Yeah. Or, and I mean, I do uh, sympathize yeah. for the stewards where it's like, what's the fine line between a, someone making a move and somebody being dangerous? Um, right. Like that is a hard line to walk. But I mean, something like this, you see this in every single race. You put any of those drivers in that same situation, the same thing will happen. You saw it time no. and time again in the same race. Yeah. So. Yeah. And even going forward, I don't think you'd really see a change. These guys are, when you get to these levels of these 20 guys, it, it is a, um, I mean, it's just like this, the quest that can't be given up on um, to, to be a Formula One champion. I mean, these are seriously competitive people and, uh, you know, I, they wouldn't stand for it. No, and I'm sure that the fans would probably rise up and the, companies and all that, but uh, I just don't see a driver caving easily. They're going to just keep doing the instinct driver thing to do. 
I guess. I, I mean, I agree with you. I think more times than not, and we see that, that drivers will do what drivers do. But when it comes down to, like, like right now, the 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 points for third and the race for third in the championship for drivers is Perez 104, Norris 101. And yeah. it's like if you're and if you have the chance to lose a get a penalty point on my super license and miss a race, yeah. or back or or just come behind like Perez lost a ton of points. He didn't finish in the top ten in this race, I don't believe. Yeah, and yeah, they're gonna. Yeah. I think. I mean, there's gonna be yes. There's the raising driver instinct, but there's also the I am trying to win something I'm here winning. too. I'm trying yeah. to like keep my seat in Perez's case or in Botas's case, or I'm trying to prove a better seat in maybe in Norse's case. I think he's pretty happy in McLaren. But I think sometimes that could outweigh, like, though if 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 time and time again they're over-penalizing. Because here, just for a recap, these were the penalties awarded at one racing weekend. Vettel got one super license point for impeding Alonso in qualifying. Antonio got two for overtaking during a safety car period. Landon Norris got two for Perez. Sergio Perez got two for forcing Leclerc off, and then another two. He doubled the amount of points he had in one racing, one one race for yeah. those incidents with Leclerc. Sonoto got one for crossing the white pinch entry lane twice, so he got two points off for that. Kimi Raikkonen for causing a collision with Vettel at the end. See, now that, that's a point. I'm all for it. You cause a crash yeah. that could, and that was a fast part of the track. That's a dangerous, yeah. that's dangerous. Perfectly, and I don't think anybody would object with that. And Nicholas Satifi for three for not respecting double wave yellows, again. And then Mazepin for not respecting double wave yellows. Again, those kind of things. If there's a steward out on the track or someone spun in the corner and it's blind and you can't see it and you're not you're not um, slowing down in any way, that's dangerous. Yeah. Penalize that person. Yeah. Um, I just also realized we don't we didn't explain what super license is. So each driver has a super license and just like a you and me and our driver's license, there's points on it. And if you crew or lose so many points, it's 12 within a 12-month period, then you have an automatic ban, race ban. Um, and this came into effect 2018. Um, and everybody unanimously is in support of it, but it, it was saying, you know, they, they were it was going to be for these, um, if you do something dangerous or show a streak of dangerous behavior, we will force you to set out which i think is a great thing i don't think anybody would disagree but um when it's just for for little racing incidents like that's where we're saying you know even mac max was quoted in saying um with things like uh with thing with the things you got the penalty points for if you were to get 12 you don't deserve a ban for that that's what max said and then uh you know, and so when you have the one of the biggest names in the sport, and the winner of the race saying, "You got two points for that," you shouldn't have gotten that. You know, like that. Uh, like we should be listening to the fans. We should be listening. We should also be listening to the drivers. I guarantee you, Perez wouldn't. Do you think? Do you think Norris should have gotten that penalty? He's like, no, because then I wouldn't have gotten the penalty. Um, <laughs> right. But um, 
if the drivers are saying it's a racing incident, if no one was at the risk of getting hurt, like we're just we're we're be, we're it's the it's the nanny state, you know, and like uh, Nora said, and like what we're saying, I think is that's not what Formula One should be. Like, we remember just not it wasn't just too long ago where we would lose somebody every year, and I guess we don't want to go back to that. But there is that we still want some of that same spirit still in the in the sport you know yeah yeah where these these are these are gladiators going out to do battle they know what they're getting into like i get yes we should be safe as we can but no one wants to see people not making moves no one wants to see people not defending no one wants to see i'm a fan of close racing everybody in this sport's a fan of close racing like we want to see it and when you do things that discourage that or penalize, actively penalize people for doing it, you're sending the wrong message, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely that. It's it's, And yet they are talking about, um, you know, isn't the ground effects thing coming in next year? Yeah. Trying to to, uh, create a greater degree of of, uh, a chance of taking a, a position away from someone else. Meaning what he's saying is that with ground effect versus aerodynamical, you know, um, with the winged um, downforce. With down pressure. Yeah. Well, it's all down pressure. Yeah. I guess it's – How it's generated, it's pretty, but – Yeah. The vent- Valtteri effect or the ground effect is um, – there's it produces way less turbulent air. We talk about this. We've talked about this on multiple uh, other episodes, but it's – with the new regulations, there will be even more opportunities for closer racing because there will be less turbulent air, right? That's what you're alluding to? Right, and because, I mean, if you're a car following closely, you're in the slipstream, you're not bringing as much air over the wing yeah, and because the car in front of you is basically pushing that air out of the way, so you lose downforce. And then uh, when you go into a corner, if you're not, if you haven't broke out into the uh, non, where there's not a slipstream, you're just going to run into the back of that guy. You have no mechanical downforce, and therefore mechanical grip in your tires, and your brakes aren't going to be very good. Yeah. But with ground effect, that turbulence that disrupts that is a lot less, so... So it will lead for it will lead to more more opportunities for these instances to happen, right? That's what you're getting at. That's right. Yep. So yeah, baby. And so if they're handing out penalties left and right now, and there's going to be more, like they're going to have to reevaluate this. And then just in the sake of being fair, you know, Michael Massey says he didn't think it was too harsh. He's also said that everybody unanimously supported the super license ideas, and he said that. We're not going to change the way it is unless teams petition it, which no team has done, even though they've had opportunities to do it. So is this also yeah. just teams going, oh, blah, 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 make a fuss. And then when they actually, oh, hey, okay, so pr- submit a proposal. Oh, never mind. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you're kind of quiet when you have to, when you're supposed to be challenging something, but then when it affects you, you, you know, you, you make all the, noise you want and say that this is these penalties are too harsh and we couldn't do them and they're like well did you petition them no (laughs) 
So um, I had to put that in there just to be fair to Michael Massey and the rest of the yeah. NBA because yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, it is a hard, that's got to be such a hard job, you know, to you can't please everybody. Um, right. And I mean, the rule makers are always unpopular. So, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I, I mean, isn't that the you case? Think? Right? No, of course it is. Especially oh, yeah. in something like this. Um, but yeah, I I uh, I think I think we're all in an uh, agreement that we want to be able to see close racing. We don't want to see um, the this this disrupt good racing. But yeah, what right. did you, what did you think of the race other than that? Quick hot take. Hot take. How how cool like was seeing uh, how cool was seeing Norris <laughs> almost on pole? Yeah, it's. Uh, I tell you, that guy is coming on strong. And then, I, you know, here we are back to Yuki Sonoda. Yeah. You know, we talked about this gut feeling about this young whippersnapper, and he's been up and down and making making silly statements. And you know, he's just got to have a couple penalty points on his license. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I imagine we got to look into that. But he he, he did well, and. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I think we're starting to really see the transition from that old, you know, even going back to the Schumacher days and oh, forward yeah. with that, uh, that group is kind of outgrown the sport or uh, whatever, not outgrowing it. They're just, they just don't have what it takes anymore physically to be competitive. Um, and uh, so we're starting to see this new guard of, drivers come in and is there somebody that's going to really you know, race to the top and we're talking yeah, you know they're stopping is max has been uh, kind of touted as the guy you know and uh but what about Russell? Really look at what russell is doing in a williams I, yeah i mean i don't want to see botas leave i don't want to see botas leave but i do want to see russell and what he can do in a faster car yeah isn't that the truth? I mean, and, to, uh, to get into Q3, to qualify on pace and merit ninth. Yeah. That If you were to say after Bahrain that Russell, uh, by, by Austria, Russell's going to be in Q9 or in Q3, P9 in Q9? on merit, yeah. I would have laughed in your face. <laughs> I still really? can't believe it, but I'm so happy for him. But then it does it does wonder, you know, he did really go nowhere with that either. And if that's just the pace, you know, that that's just showing that Russell's putting that car where it truly doesn't belong and deserving, you know, his Mister Saturday nickname. But yeah, um, or does he or does he ha not have great racecraft? Um, but I don't know. We don't really get to see it because we, you know, we can't. Uh, yeah, I, my my guess on that one would be, um, you just don't have the consistent performance out of the car to to really hold fast. And uh, uh, when you're out there, kind of separated, if not following close, as you do in qualifying, you tend to have a more open track, and you got your you can take advantage of your win of your uh, DRS and everything wherever you want to and yeah and uh, and you know the car is at its best 
And well, and so, I, think, I think that Williams is no good to tires if they have none have not done any development to it. Yeah, I mean, we look at how much Mercedes, who had a bunch of money to do development for this year's car, and how yeah. much they're struggling. And Williams is like, we didn't do anything. <laughs> we right. have the bare minimum to meet the regulations to enter yeah. the car, and that's yeah. why I think it's truly amazing. I mean, he's out he's out qualifying Vettel. He's outqualifying Ricardo. He's outqualifying Sainz. He's outqualifying all of these guys. You know. Yeah. Other big news. What did you think of uh, Hamilton's deal that he, he signed two years? What do you think of that? You know, I just got a wind of that, and I haven't really looked into an article on it. So I'll claim. Um, but are you excited? But, did you think that was going to happen? Or were you were you? Did you think? That oh was yeah, more than you were I, expecting. I felt something. Something was going to go through. I knew I uh, I knew with him if I think it may have gone differently if he was leading the world championship by thirty points instead of trailing him. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, but I think he I think they said he was always going to go back. Um, I mean, why would you? Yeah. Mean, and let which, but it also hints that Mercedes has a competitive package for next year. I think too. Um, oh. Yeah, it's who knows what's going on for the years ahead and how many years ahead. Yeah, they're, they're planning on. And, uh, I mean, it's a, it, that's so kept under under wraps. But no, I wasn't surprised at all that he was going to come back. And you kind of you kind of have a sort of feeling like a guy, oh, you know, he falls out, falls out a little bit, and then comes back with a raging storm the following year. Or, yeah, it just makes for a great story of a great, great driver. Do you think, do you think he's then, got what it takes to come back this year? Do you think Mercedes is competitive enough, or do you think this is Red Bull's year? Boy. I mean, there's a lot of racing but, left, but... A lot of racing and a lot, and they have one. How many more upgrades do they none, have to... None. Oh, this there's is it. No, there's no there. Well, this year there's no performance upgrades. I mean, engine wise, power wise, you cannot make engine upgrades this year. It's against right. it's against the racing regulations. So only aerodynamic. The only engine parts you can change are if you believe it's for reliability's sake. But you can't. Right. You can't. You change but you the can't, engine. To you can't put in an altered. Yeah, you can't change without the. To improve okay. power. So they, they only have, but in years prior, hasn't it? Uh, they could make engine upgrades yeah. too, right? It was a, it was, yeah. it was because this is a stopgap year, and they didn't want things to. It's right. Part of that, the same initiatives to to cut those spendings. Um, yeah, I totally, I totally get it. I just never focused on it. Yeah, yeah I, so I actually just watched a video about it. That's the only reason I know about it. Because, well, there's the drama where Mercedes is basically saying that Red Bull has done that. That, that, that's, mm. and it's like, oh, God, you just, you stop winning, un, you know, do, you stop dominating the sport. And now you got to make fun or say everybody's cheating if they're beating you. Quit whining. Oh, well, what, because Mercedes was in and Mercedes was out and then they came back in, right? You know, after their heydays, their heydays in the, Kind of. They've. I mean, they've won. What are you talking about? Well, see, Mercedes was in Formula One for a while, and then oh. they 
they, they stepped back and then they came back. In, oh, didn't I didn't they? know that. That was long before I started watching with you. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just getting senile. <laughs> but I thought that was the case. And so why did they pull out the first time? Was it because they were dominating? I don't know. Maybe they, they, they didn't align with their, uh, their off track business interests or maybe whoever was running the thing then, you know, it's all politics, a lot of that stuff. But I also yeah, just saw today, speaking of manufacturers staying in the sport, Alfa Romeo signed a, a multi-year extension to stay as a sponsor. So yeah. That, so that team will stay uh, Alfa Romeo. That was, a, that was not, th- that's really cool. Other things I haven't updated the, the listeners on is Ocon signed a three-year deal, which is unheard of for somebody like him. Um, and yeah. subsequently, after signing, the, I don't think the ink was even dry before he started going to shit and has just been yeah. nowhere. But back to – I'm going to yeah. hold you to my question I asked you. Do you think Do you think uh, this is Red Bull's year, or do you think Mercedes and Lewis can come back? I think it's Red Bull's year, actually. I, 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 I feel it, too. I'm. I, that's my gut. That's at least my gut. I don't want it to be. I want it to be really competitive and, like, comes down to the last race kind of thing. I really want that, but, but uh, it the signs aren't looking good. Max is currently at 182, Lewis is at 150. Red Bulls won the last yeah. five in a row. Yeah. France, it's, uh, France was their third in a row, and it's the first time they've won three races in a row in the hybrid era. So for the last eight yeah. years. Yeah. And now they've won five in a row. Can you imagine the vibe at Red Bull right now? Can you imagine the buzz in that oh, yeah. in that team? I don't know how Max sleeps at all. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of adrenaline that like the the just all out stoke level. That's the other thing that's so fascinating is the mental component of that. How do you stay yeah. Yeah. You know, how do you, how if you're Lewis, then the, the flip is that you've been dominating for those eight years and now you're seeing this. How do you not just start eating yourself up? Yeah. Like, I don't have the physical ability to be a Formula One driver and I definitely don't have the mental ability to be one. Either. Yeah. I, I, I would, I, w- I don't. Yeah. You know, you like to think that you could, yeah, some stick to it, this, but dang, that's, just the level of commitment is uh, just astronomical. But I think I think Red Bull's about to run away with it. I mean, if you saw that where, yeah. you know, France was kind of that telltale sign, and I do think Mercedes lost that race, so I don't think it's over, and we have a lot to come. Yeah. But yeah. that seeing the advantage that – or seeing how, how Red Bull took to them, I mean, I think Mercedes made some blunders that cost them the race, like I said earlier on, but – I think Red Bull is on it. I think they really are on it. And they have historically never once taken a lead of a championship, relinquished it. So they're hoping they can hold on to that. I'm hoping, I'm just hoping for a close battle. I think it would be cool to see Max get it. I think that would be a really cool way to get your first world championship. And I'm not even, I'm not even a big Max fan. I think he's talented, but can you, I mean, it would, it would definitely feel like you're taking something away from somebody rather than if you just enter into the next era dominant, like Mercedes kind of did. Like Mercedes took it away from somebody really. And like Max 
would be taking a big thing away from Lewis. Like well, the biggest. I like, I like the the thought of that for sure. Like um, he's literally would be taking away the record of world championships, and it would be your first. How meaningful would that be? Like yeah. Yeah, that's really. But that's, I mean, I know there's points. this billion, you know, there's billions and millions of people that are going that don't, they want to see that record broken. I want to see that record broken. I, I'm a huge Lewis fan. I want to see him win. But I mean, it, the drama, you can't, I, this is going to be, this is going to go down in history as one of the best seasons of Formula One, period, I think. Like, it's yeah, so I'm close. Sure. It's so good. I, I, I didn't say this, but the, the, during uh um during the qualifying it was four tenths separated the top six and three tenths separated the top ten at Austria. That's how close the field is right now. And they're saying they want to make it closer next year. I mean, this is amazing. This is gonna be and we all thought this year was just gonna be this holding pattern thing, and now we're seeing this monumental title fight. It all these young drivers coming up and proving themselves, and all these old drivers kind of falling out, and it's like this is amazing. Well, and then you know, is there any sputter left in the old guys? I you hope, know, I hope for Ricardo's sake. I really want Ricardo. And then we had that with Vettel. We had a couple great races with Vettel, and then just gets out qualified by yeah by Russell two races in a row. I just think yeah, I think Ricardo is such a better driver than he. Then it's played out for him. Well, and he has a contract. He's going to be there. I, 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 I but yeah, I mean, and, but how hard must it be to be, you know, you're already, and again, back to that mental game. Like, I, like, you are already struggling. And while you're struggling, your teammate in the same car is succeeding and succeeding massively. Pretty darn good. Yeah. That's got to be like, an, like, yeah. it's already got to be a kick in the nuts that you can't get to grips with a car after you've been doing right. it your whole life, but your teammate obviously can get it. And you know what that car's capable of that's, and you know, he, he, he misses pole by four one hundredths of a second and you're in P 15 in the same car. You don't even <laughs> yeah. get into Q one. Like how yeah. much of a gut punch is that? Yeah. You don't, yeah, you don't get out of Q one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank you for catching that. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks for your time. On that note, I think yeah. it's going to be such a great year. I look forward to watching many more races and having many more conversations with you. Oh, the other thing about Ricardo. Dad, oh, yeah. Let me know. Is that who doesn't want to see another Shoei? Oh, of course. For those of you, you know? who don't know, Shoei is where on the podium, Ricardo pours champagne into his shoe and then drinks out of it. And is that the. Yeah, and he's. He he he! Be, he's the author of that, isn't he? I don't. Nobody's think, ever, nobody ever did that before. Not in Formula One, but I think it's a thing in Australia. I oh, don't I don't? I'm not. I'm not. I would. I don't, I don't, I know he's definitely the most prominent person to have done it, but I I don't think yeah. I don't know if as if he invented it. We can look into that. That would be cool. All right. But, well, thanks yeah, it's again, good. it's always Bob. good. I'm so excited about Silverstone. Oh yeah. And, uh, just, just, yeah, it won't just be so far out of my well, mind. Oh, let's let's tease that. Let's tease them for what what they have to look forward to. For those who don't know, this is also going to be the first sprint race 
first of three sprint race events. Oh, is it that time? It is Silverstone. Mm. Yeah. So we'll have much more to talk about. Stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks again, Dad. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.